Hi, everyone, and welcome to the ADHD Unmasked podcast. My name is Shanetta Trundle. I have been a working fashion professional for the last 11 years of my life. And let me tell you, it has been a struggle. No matter my work ethic or my determination, there was just, there's always something off. So at the age of 33, I decided to get an official diagnosis for ADHD. So now here I am a year later trying to navigate career, motherhood, and marriage with this newfound understanding of why I do what I do. Also in accepting myself, I'm no longer afraid of my quirks or if I need to ask for accommodations so that I can be the best version of myself in any environment. Along this journey, I have connected with so many people with ADHD. On this podcast, I will mainly speak with those who have been recently diagnosed to try to understand how they're navigating this new stage of their lives. I'm doing this in hopes that you will understand what it can mean to be a person with ADHD in a neurotypical world. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into this episode. So, hi. Um, I'm so you know, this is, I guess, the ADHD Unmasked podcast. I do not know yet what we're doing with this, but um, I have a guest, and can you pronounce your name for me? My name is Lanisha Mason. Lanisha, and, yeah. thank you. I yes. had to mispronounce my name, so I didn't want to do that to you. Um, I know and, it's interesting spelling, so people always like mess it up. But yeah, it's Lanisha. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Lanisha, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about what career field you are in, um, how old you are, and um, like your current city. Just tell us a little bit about who you are. Um. So, my name is Lanisha Mason. Um. I went to Kent State University for fashion design. So, I currently work in the fashion industry. Um, I am originally from Columbus, Ohio. I recently moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so, but I also used to live in Florida last year. That's a whole nother story. Oh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, girl, I've been moving around. Okay. I, it's, that's a whole story in itself too. And I actually found out that I had ADHD in Florida. So I can awesome. talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm 28 years old. I'm going on 29. I'll be 29 in September. Um, and are you Virgo or are you Libra? I'm a Libra. September okay. 29th. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So you said your current city is in Atlanta. And so you said you started a new position in Atlanta. So what is, what's your new position? Oh, yeah. I currently work in as an associate tech designer. Um, And so what was your experience leading up to, you know, getting this job? So last year, I decided that I was tired of, like, you know, being, because at first I wasn't working in the industry. I graduated in 2019, um, and I was trying to get jobs in other places and was struggling because I wasn't physically there. So, um I decided that I was going to move to New York and get a job. I get to New York and my and I was supposed to stay there for three months. Mm -hmm. 
I get to New York. My first week in New York, I got a job in Florida that I interviewed for the week before. Oh so, my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I stayed in New York. So I talked, I negotiated with them. I was like, I'm already here. So I was like, give me a month and I'll try to come back. So I stayed in New York for a month, went back home and moved to Florida. I got a, my first assistant de uh, tech design position. Um, and I was living in Florida last year. It was, it was wonderful. I definitely learned a lot in the industry and about myself. Um, I started realizing that I, I did have trouble focusing while I was at work. Um, I was kind of, I was doing well, but I could like, but I was also making like small little errors. Mm -hmm. And um, I started thinking like about, okay, do I have ADHD? Well, anyways, mm -hmm. that company um, went under like a few months later. So that company went under, but I had mm -hmm. only been there for like 10 months. Okay. And they laid everybody off. Um, no, I was there for eight months, actually. I was in Florida for 10 months because mm -hmm. I had to stay in Florida till my lease was up. The reason why I thought I had ADHD was because um, my, like, where, where, where it clicked for a second was because I had remember a conversation that I had with my mom a few years back. I never really took it super seriously and researched it or anything, but not, not a few months, but a few years back. Um, mm -hmm. My mom is a nurse um, mm -hmm. and she was going to get her master's degree. And one of her clinical managers had gave her a pamphlet and said, hey, I think you have ADHD. And I mm -hmm. remember verbatim, I said, if you got ADHD, it must be hereditary because mm -hmm. I think I think I got it, too. Uh, but that was that was long ago. And I never, never researched it, never said anything about it. Whatever. We made little jokes about it, mm -hmm. but. Like, we never really, like, researched it. My mom was like, well, I already have my master's degree. What does it matter? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So she ne she's unmedicated. She ain't gone to nobody to get a complete diagnosis. <laughs> but she knows that it's probably there. Um, but our job, and not saying that hers isn't, but our job as a tech design, um, and tech design is very detail-oriented. So... Mm -hmm you know, working with Excel sheets, we're working with emails and, and appointments and all of that. And, you know, you kind of have to be on your P's and Q's mm -hmm. about things. And then when you when you're struggling to be on your P's and Q's about things, then you're like, okay, so I know I'm really trying. So mm -hmm. what what is really going on here? And then so I did some <laughs> I didn't really do research. Um, it, can't, it stumbled on my TikTok for you page, <laughs> of course. And I was like, huh. And then it's just a rabbit hole of more information and more information and not just TikTok. Then you get into podcasts and all mm -hmm. these things. Um, and then reading, you know, articles and different things and i'm like oh my god do i really have adhd is this what i've been struggling with my whole life mm -hmm. <laughs> so um so then i'm like so i got diagnosed while i was in florida 
And did um, you get like the formal diagnosis? Like, did you take like the tests, like the questionnaires, and then um, what like the actual? I don't know. I did a test where I had to, like make puzzles, had to draw a picture, I had to do like a five hundred question questionnaire. Like, what did your testing look like? Um, I took one test, and she said, "Yep, you got ADHD." It, it, it was just, and it wasn't even that. It was just a questionnaire. I just okay. took the questionnaire. And I think I had told her everything that had been going on in my life. And I told her, I think I told her about my mom um, and all of that. And she was just like, okay. And um, at the time, I really didn't want to be medicated. Mm -hmm. I had started taking different nootropics, uh, vitamins and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And they were helping a little bit, but, you know, it's not as it doesn't help as much as the medication will. Mm. Um, you know, it does work. It can work for, for people. But, um, you know, I feel like the medication is just stronger. The, med um, yeah, the medication hit way different. Like, I had, I, I told my psychiatrist that I was taking these little drops. And she was like, girl, if you don't stop. <laughs> like, she was like, she was like, I follow the moon phases too, sis, but this isn't it. So, um, but no, the, the medication definitely is, an, I wouldn't say it's an easy fix, but it's a, it is effective. Yeah. So yeah. they prescribed me onto a, a stimulant medication. And so which now. Take, did you take, which one did um, you take? Which stimulant did you take? If you Vyvanse. Oh, okay. See, I heard about Vyvanse. Yeah. So, and I. I actually like it because I don't have to like take it every day and oh you don't have to that. take it every day no I, that mm -hmm. my doctor said she I could take a break on the weekends and on wait days that I don't work so I mostly just take it for work or days that I really need to focus and get stuff done mm -hmm. but um yeah so then after the company went under um you know. I lost my insurance, so mm. I've been uh, actually struggling to try to get my medication back because after I left Florida, I had to go back to Ohio um, mm. for a little bit and um, try to look for another job. I got lucky twice and got relocated again here to Atlanta, so right now I'm working on trying to get my medication back. Um, because it has been a struggle bus at work. So now I'm going back through the cycle of struggling to focus um, again. So I didn't have insurance. And then I got a job in Ohio and I was only there for a short amount of time. So I was trying to like, I was, I was at working customer service for a short amount of time mm -hmm. just to hold me over until I got another job. Mm -hmm. And so I had like this very short window of trying to find medication and there's so many places that are like no it's a hard stop we're not gonna we're not gonna prescribe it to you like it's like it's crazy to me that like people like some insurances won't even um won't even prescribe the what is it called um, not violent not specific violence but the um uh because it's like technically like a narcotic adderall like adderall yeah for me adderall yeah but um yeah, when I was looking for insurances, like it like was an X on like they did not cover it at all. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. Maybe yeah. So well, 
Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I tried to. Well, granted, I didn't really go to a actual psychologist because I didn't really know anywhere in Ohio, <laughs> which is crazy because I'm from Ohio and I I've had ADHD my whole life, but I don't know where to go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so because it wasn't you know it wasn't talked about before I got to Florida. Um, so. Yeah, so now I'm I'm working on trying to get it here in Atlanta, and I started a new job, and I'm trying my hardest to, like, stay on top of things, but I'm also struggling to focus, and I need to get my medication before anybody notices. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Um, and I know you kind of spoke to this a bit, but does your diagnosis affect your career in any way? Like, I know yeah, you say, I, go ahead. Yeah, it does because, um, you know, again, like our job is so detail oriented, like, um, you know, you have to pay attention to every detail of a garment, like as far as like the length of the sleeve and how it grades to the from size to size. And mm-hmm. if, you know, you make one little mistake, those co- those mistakes cost money. Um, things are going into production. Um, so you have to really be on your P's and Q's about stuff. And while I was, um, you know, and granted, I'm still very early in my career too. So mm-hmm. I still have some wiggle room to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think with my last boss, she's very, um, she's, she was, she was just trying to mold me to be a better tech, to, to be a good tech. Um, but I think she started to notice that I like, seems like I was, you know, when we would have conversations, like my mind kind of like, and I don't do do this intentionally, but you know, like mm-hmm. your mind just kind of wanders sometimes, or I, I I get distracted with things, you know, mm-hmm. that um, you know, uh, executive dysfunction, you know, and then as far as getting like you know just little little numbers in the excel sheet like you have to because we we didn't work with um plm yeah we worked with um we we were just in excel and so everything mm-hmm. was more manual and so mm-hmm. you had to kind of like be on top of everything um and so that's when it was like dang um i don't want to fail here you know because in school I didn't have the greatest grades I'm not even gonna lie like I did not have the greatest grades because because of me struggling to focus I definitely try I was very persistent on getting this degree and and getting through getting through it and trying my hardest but with have not knowing I had ADHD it was real it was a real struggle um Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was starting to cause me to have a lot of anxiety and stuff. And had I known back then what I know now, I probably would have improved. I probably I would probably be better now and mm-hmm. have a more of a routine and a system than trying to figure it out in adulthood in my job where I where mm-hmm. I have to keep this job so I can pay my bills. You know, like it would have been better to know then, even in high school, you know, because in high school I tried. But like it's high school, you know, like you're you're not taking life as seriously. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then when you get to college, you start taking things more seriously. So um, 
Yeah. So I, I'm trying not. To, so in my career, I was trying not to revert to like whatever, you know, I'm thinking of like, oh, my God, my grades was like this. I don't want to bring that into my professional life. You know what I mean? So um, I had to do something to try to figure out why my mind was wandering. But it so it has affected um, my career. Um, I'm still friends with that boss to this day. She I still mm-hmm. haven't told her I had ADHD, but <laughs> why, why I think not? she kind of figured it out. Why? Uh-huh. So so have you so with this new job, have you asked for accommodations? No, but my boss, my boss does know that I have ADHD because she has it. Okay. So I felt more comfortable talking to her about it. Um, but I haven't really asked for any accommodations. Um, I, I, again, I'm still so new. So I think they're, they have a little bit more patience with me. Um, but I honestly, and then I honestly don't know what accommodations to ask for. So. Mm there's that as well but i yeah. know we're allowed to have there's also we're allowed to have headphones um so i can Neither. probably accommodation I, I, they, would, they would pay for it they would pay for your headphones oh they would yeah so just a brief so i i did an article actually about accommodations um i think that is it is a, a really interesting space to be in when you ask for accommodations because you know, as an ADHD person, as a person on on the spectrum or whatever, you don't always have like that self-awareness. And so, and our jobs are complicated, right? Fashion is not like a very basic ins and out. You're going to be doing the same thing all the time. And so even, so I had to work with my psychiatrist and we went back and forth with HR and like, you know, asked for certain things, but she still didn't know based off of my job how really to help. So what I ended up getting, um, I asked my job for like an app just to give me some of that structure. Um, they told me no, but then like I got put on a PIP and then they, I guess, they legally felt like they needed to do something. So they offered me an ADHD coach. And so once I actually worked with the coach, um, who is brilliant, by the way, um, she kind of taught me what accommodations I needed because before her, I really hadn't worked with somebody on my ADHD, even my my psychiat- my therapist, she just found out she had ADHD, so she couldn't really, you know, walk me through things. Um, so anyway, so this lady taught me basically how my mind works um, when in a conversation, like I'm a person who I always have to visualize for me to understand. I can't take in information without um, visualizing it. And so even when I'm taking notes, she's like, well, take notes and pictures. Cause I would like, if I was in a zoom meeting, I would just go look on the internet because I needed some visual stimulation. Right. And so that will also make me wander. So, um, just, that's just one, one thing she told me. Um, and she gave me a whole toolkit. Um, and she does do a sliding scale, but you can ask for the accommodation from your job or, um, and accommodations are, um, what is it called? The ADA? It's like they they are they are mandatory um, for um, for disability. So every company has to. It depends on the size, but I'm sure that this company probably is big enough to have to um, to follow the ADA. Like I think if like yeah, I, I'll go back mm-hmm. and, and look it up just to verify. But it's it's legally 
like they have to offer you accommodations. And usually headphones is the first thing people think of, right? Because they're like, oh, well, you need to block out noise. But what I've learned um, through, you know, my experience and then talking to my mentor who I had dinner with last night, he, he is ASD and ADHD. Again, a brilliant man, super smart with this world of ADHD. is such a leader. Um, he has like six screens. So instead of like blocking things out, he is leaning into it. So um, I don't know. I think there is, I think the biggest step for me was, even though it was very late at my last job, was getting the ADHD coach. And that is something you can request as an accommodation. And so that way you'll know what you need after. And it's also just beneficial for more people because there's so many people who, in our industry who have it that don't even know what resources they are um, not required to have, but like the resources that they can tap into, you know? Okay, gotcha. Um, so I need to I need to see if I can do that or not. Um, you will also- go to you go to HR. Like, I mean, you don't got to do it, but I think it's it's just it's like a legal right. So yeah, my thing is right now. Also, I recently fractured my ankle, mm-hmm. and they've been very accommodating uh, with that situation right now. Um, mm-hmm. so I am kind of scared to ask you right now. I'm trying oh, to like wait to the situation. Girl, this is your, this is literally your right. Your ankle is, that's, that's a temporary thing. Your mind is your mind. Your mind works the way it works. And so I'm not, I, and I'm, I'm working on not being forceful. I'm always, that's always something that I have to work through, but, um, accommodations are your legal right. You know, it's like, that's just what it is. Like, so if we, if you were, if you knew about your accommodations in college, you would have had like your deadlines mm-hmm. are more flexible, right? Because that's how they yeah. education. But in um, working, the working world, they are supposed to be a little more flexible. They not as much. So it's like, for me, one of my accommodations was that I would need written and verbal instructions. Um, and also, you know, and people didn't always want to do that. They were like, they would either just give me written instructions and then they would want me to follow up afterwards if I had questions. I'm like, that's not how it works. I need to be able, like sometimes when I read something, it takes me, I have to read it over and over again, you know, to understand it. Um, So anyway, um, I did, then like my accommodation specialist showed me something where you can get your emails read to you. It's like a a little, um, uh, what is it called? Like what's the little widgets in the top? You know how like you can do that Pinterest, like when you can always pin something to Pinterest. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. So you can do something like that. And so your um your emails can be it's like a little plug-in or something. And um um your emails will you can read get them read to you. Like it'll be a little voice that reads to you. Um you can get a little voice that tells mm-hmm. you what time it is because I always struggle with understanding time. So there's there's things mm-hmm. that, we can talk offline about two on things that like you can do on your end, but I also feel like don't be afraid to ask for what you are legally, legally, um, but that's just the legal right throughout the country. Right. I um, also 
you know, I've started doing things on my own as far as like listing and like keeping timers for myself. So I know how long I'm taking for something, mm-hmm. um, you know, so uh, Microsoft Office has a lot of uh, new things for people um, mm-hmm. and then also for my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an Android phone, but I'm sure that I think that iPhone has a similar thing where you can have you have modes for your phone. So mm-hmm. you have like a work mode mm-hmm. and then like a focus mode. Um, and then I also have at work uh, the there's like a to do list application that comes with like mm-hmm. the Microsoft um, uh, Outlook. It comes mm-hmm. with Outlook. So I've been using that and then also using my timers. Um, and then Microsoft Outlook also has a focus mode on there too, but I just, mm-hmm. I didn't like it when I used it the, uh, back at Matilda Jane, so you, I haven't used it. <laughs> you are on Outlook though too, because like I was talking about the plugin, but Outlook, you can, you can get your emails read on Outlook as well. It's, oh, okay, um, yeah. It's, um, it's like if you go into... Um, we're gonna take this offline because you know, like I would ask you a few more questions. Is that cool? Like I can just like give you a yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk to take this offline. Like, Sorry. Like the things that I used to do, which now I have not done in so long. Um, it is really hard, just a sidebar, it is really hard to to structure a schedule for yourself when you are not working for somebody else. And mm-hmm. it's scary because it's like there's so many things that you want to accomplish. But it's just really hard to do it. Um, and so then I have to lean on the things that they, um, that I learned that was like kind of beat in my head. But, you know, mm-hmm. some of it was helpful. Okay, so let's get back on track. Um, so how does ADHD affect your life, like your home life? Because now I know you've moved to a new city. So, you know. So it's been... Um, interesting. Uh, it took me a while to tell my parents what was going on. Um, because at first I was a little, I was a little irritated because, Mm -hmm. um, I've always struggled with like this organization. Um, I've always struggled with, you know, the symptoms of ADHD is just that nobody knew. But then I also had to think about, well, my mom also didn't know that she had it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we're black. So, you know, it's not talk like mental health is so ignored in, in, in the black community. Mm-hmm. So people don't really think about those types of things. But um, as far as like, trying to be more organized um i find that listing also helps with like taking care of home as far as like you know make um there's somebody on online that may that i found i think on tiktok (laughs) where they had came up with a, a list where you even include like you know taking breaks and stuff but you she came up with a, a a great list that I found that helped me try to keep myself organized and, um, you know, making sure that I set aside a time uh, every week. But it has affected um, my my home life when when I when I did lose the job. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got laid off. 
um, because I was working so much that I didn't have time to like foster my ADHD symptoms. I had to like pay my, figure out how to pay my bills. So um, I started doing all of my side hustles full time. Um, so that was a struggle. And I also was diagnosed with adjustments disorder, which, I, well, he said that a lot of people struggle with it. Um, but because I was trying to get diagnosed with ADHD and he had diagnosed me with an adjustments disorder, which irritated me <laughs> because I was like, I think I have more than adjustments disorder, but whatever. Um, uh, but then when I did lose my job, I realized, okay, maybe this is a real thing because I was struggling to adjust, mm -hmm. um, once I got back to Ohio, like my disorganization was at an all-time high because I was trying to, you know, fit my life back into my one bedroom in my in my mama's house. You know, mm -hmm. um, so it really it 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 affects my organization real bad. I will say, and mm -hmm. that's why. And and I feel like, and I feel like my whole family struggles with this organization mm -hmm. so quiet as it's kept i think this thing is real hereditary i'm gonna just say oh, that i i totally agree i like uh, almost 100 percent agree i think you know even like the partners we choose right so if i look back my mom you know was diagnosed and i don't think my dad i don't know if he had it but i know he had something his brother is clearly autistic and I say to say we find each other. People with um, mm -hmm. ASD, we connect. It is like glue. It is like we are drawn mm -hmm. to each other because it's it's like you have this. Um, you're like, ooh, a person who understands the way my mind works, right? And so then you go and procreate, and then you have more people who are either on the spectrum or have um, you know ADHD. So I try. But I don't even, I ain't gonna hold you. I have like, uh, I have a, my son's crib is in our bedroom. It literally is full of clothes. I mean, to the brim. And what, what I found um, on TikTok um, and Instagram, actually my therapist suggested, like, I'm like, I was trying to look her up because I always forget her name. But she has this thing where it's like an open closet for her entire family. They don't put things in drawers they instead put everything in like these baskets but the baskets are like on shelves and it's like everybody's thing is organized by you know their category like their underwear their t-shirts and so it's organized in a way but it like takes the pressure from putting things in drawers because again when you out of sight out of mind so we started to set up my son's closet like that and i haven't put the things in there but i believe it'll be helpful try so my mom my mom also has like kind of a shopping addiction as well. So she has like a lot of clothes and I feel like she definitely struggles to get all of them together on top of being a nurse and on top of like, so she works crazy hours. And then um, on top of right now, my grandmother is uh, bedridden. So she's been helping my grandmother out a lot. And so that has definitely, I feel like been her struggle with uh life and adhd as well um like adhd and addiction is very tied together but also mm -hmm. you are stressed when you are stressed your symptoms your elevate. Negative, they elevate and so 
it like, and then you hard on yourself, but you're like, oh, why is this a, a mess? Because like, I'm probably depressed, but you can't understand that because you aren't always connected to your body. And so it just like keeps getting worse and worse. She's struggling with her ADHD. I'm struggling with my adjustments disorder and ADHD. So the disorganization is all over the place. So now I'm back into um, my new apartment. And um, while, so right now it's, it's not super bad, but I'm trying to like get back into the habits that I was in in Florida before I lost my job. Um, <laughs> Problem is, I fractured my ankle, so I don't really have the ability to do a lot of things. Uh, so, but it it definitely organization is the biggest the biggest thing yeah. I'll say. Um, and then, yeah, like you, but like you said, um, but back to what you were saying about us attracting each other. Um, I've also come to realize that a lot of people in my life also have ADHD because my my friend my my best friends we have a group chat and I think all of us except for one has been like y'all I think I have ADHD too <laughs> um so yeah we definitely do attract each other uh my my one best friend just got diagnosed and she just got got her medication this week um and the other one is working on it um and then I have a cousin and when I first got diagnosed, I called him and like was like telling him about it. And he tried to make you know, and again in the black community, mental health is not taken very seriously. So, you know, I was like, Yeah, you know, I found out that I had ADHD because it, it and it was really affecting me. Like I was kinda like trying to figure out like I was kind of at the time upset about it because I wish I knew sooner, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he made like a little joke that was distasteful but he was like uh well we all knew that you were a little slow and i was like first of all i'm not slow my brain just works differently second mm -hmm. of all um this this be hereditary and then i had to think about it and i was like wait because some of the things that i knew about his life i'm mm -hmm. like wait a minute you might have it too and I didn't even I didn't even say that to him. I just I just said, you know, I'm not slow. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, and um, a couple months ago, he calls me and mm -hmm. is like, you know, I think I have ADHD. I was like, mm -hmm. I could have told you that. <laughs> With black men, too, especially like when black boys were or black men now, but when they were boys. Then, like, we started hearing about ADHD, there was, like, this resistance in the community because we don't always trust medical professionals yep. for good reason. And so they didn't want to make their kids into zombies, right? Because they're like, well, I don't want my kids to zombie. And you don't want, and, you know, certain behaviors that are just natural to, you know, Black people. Mm -hmm. like, we are louder. We are boisterous. And that's okay. Like, there's, like, Africanisms. You don't have to believe this either. But there are Africanisms that we have. And... Um, which just means like there are things that we always carry with us. Um, and so because that people were wanting to protect their sons and there are a lot of people walking around here with ADHD and, you know, are, have suffered because their parents were like, well, I don't want my kid to be diagnosed or to be put in a, you know, a special needs class, which of course, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not that you 
it is it is a special need though you know what I'm saying? it's not that you can't learn it's not that you can't understand things it's just you need you need things to be tweaked a little bit you can't understand things in a neurotypical way you know uh-huh. and we do have to get rid of that conversation of you know you know they always because like when i talk talk about my dad's brother that's what they always used to say about him you know like you know tim always slow and but he's uh-huh. like he's a savant you know he like naturally picks the, picked up the piano he plays beautiful like he's like you know really special um mm-hmm. but he is very awkward in conversation or he doesn't always mm-hmm. connect people and so i do think we have to like take that away or i used to hate people used to always be like oh even when joking like if i couldn't get a joke or when my sister couldn't get a joke they used to always call her dingy um mm-hmm. And then, like with me, it was like, oh, like the same like thing, like oh, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand jokes, and I still can't, or I can't tell a story very well. Um, but yeah, we do have to kind of get rid of that ableist language that's just like naturally in um, our conversation. Um, and it probably was something that you were saying that made your cousin uncomfortable, and that's why he reacted in that way, you know, because people still see it as such a negative thing rather than just being different. When I had the conversation with my um, my dad, I remember having um, him having a conversation with us as kids about my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it being a conversation about him having ADHD. And mm-hmm. he was like, and I remember it, he was in denial about it and saying, no, they just want to put you on medication and all this other stuff. I'm not about to do that. You're, you don't got no ADHD and all this other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, I don't know if my brother does or not. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not a psychiatrist and I wasn't there when he was in school, he was older than me and we had lived in separate households. Mm-hmm. So, but, so I knew that if I had a conversation with my dad now, he might still be in denial, even though that was, ages ago um so when i did have the conversation at first he did give me that little bit of pushback he was like well who told you that blah 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 and i was like well i've been doing research and then i went and got tested um and he was kind of like well he was kind of in denial and then i had to be like dad you've been calling out my 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 symptoms my whole life so I so even though you're saying that you you you're kind of like trying to give me pushback about it, I've also you've also talked about me being disorganized my whole life. You tell me to pay attention to details my whole life. Mm-hmm. You've called me um, you know, clumsy and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And all of those are because of me having ADHD. Like I've told them, you know, my grades, all of these things are because of that. And mm-hmm. I think he finally came to terms with it, which was also weird because he was like, well, you might not have just got it from your mama. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day that I might have it. And I was like, That's well, what are we talking about? He was probably in like such a denial, even when it came to your brother, because people are like, um, I met a girl who's similar. She was like, well, when you tell your parents that you have ADHD and if they are in denial on it for themselves, they're like, yeah. They're- reaction is like oh well everybody's like that and you realize like no everybody isn't like that everybody's household is not like this and it's okay it's just 
we, we you may struggle in a certain environment because of the neurotypical boundaries that are set up you know right yes exactly and he also so what is he how does he feel about his diagnosis yeah he well i don't i don't know that he's went and got diagnosed or anything um mm -hmm. i think he just was talking about it with somebody but i think when once i told him that i was on medication and i got like then he was like apologetic and i was like well you don't really have to apologize i'm not really mad anymore um because at the time uh, like you probably you, you didn't know like it's fine like a lot of women get diagnosed at a later age so i can't really be mad um and then you know like yeah that's basically that you, yeah. i can't be mad everybody a lot of women don't know there's very i don't know a lot like i've listened to so many podcasts and a lot of the women that i've heard like i listen to um adhd for smart ass women oh, and, okay cool Yes. Oh, it's really good. So she interviews a lot of people. Um, but she, you know, she was to everybody that I've talked to about her. Maybe there's been like a handful of people that she, women that she's talked to that have known their whole life. A lot of people find out, find out at a late age. Um, so I can't really be mad about you, uh, mad at you about something that is a statistic. It happens. So. I want to ask you, since you kind of mentioned this prior, but did you have a mourning period? A mourning period? I feel a like maybe that period. was what it was. Okay. Yeah, when I was, like, upset about it at, mm -hmm. at first, I feel like, yes, it was a mourning period because um, I just wish that I'd known my whole life, you know, even down to, like, you know, people with ADHD or, like, a higher likelihood of getting bullied. I went through some of that stuff, you know. Some of the a lot of the statistics that happened, uh, that are that are online that I've seen, I, mm -hmm. I relate to a lot of them. And so, um, yeah, I went through a mourning period, uh, and you know, I wish that, you know, again, mental health was taken more seriously in um, black families, not just my family, but black families in general. Mm -hmm. um, because we can be in such a, a better place, you know what I mean? And I feel like now this generation is uh, becoming more aware of mental health and things like that. So I'm grateful, but yeah, I definitely think that life would have definitely been a little bit more different had mm -hmm. I known, I think. Yeah, I feel no. like people who like our parents or like I would say my mom is super ambitious, but she has, she's changed her so mm -hmm. many times. And she, like, she made it work. Do you know what I'm saying? She moved mm -hmm. to a career where she was the authority figure versus having to listen mm -hmm. to figures, you know, because that's something I super yeah. struggle with. And, you know, it's hard in our industry, especially as, you know, I, like like there's like we have we have uh additional layer of difference like you know yes we have ADHD so we have a disability difference from like a white like you know like I hate like the difference is always from a white man but anyway um but we have a disability we are women we are black women you know and so there are like all of these like intersectional things happening um and it, it is really hard for number one black women to excel in this industry in a way not like of course people have their own businesses 
but I don't feel like I've seen a ton of black female like VPs of design in large corporations. Um, mm -hmm. I've definitely seen some black directors, but it's it really depends on like what city you are in. But when I was you know when I was in New York, it, it there just weren't a lot of us in seats of power, and so mm -hmm. I do think that to get to that authoritative position, you know, you would either have to create your own business, but it'd be very hard to just like climb the ladder because again, there are, it's not set up for people like us to succeed. Has ADHD ever affected how you view yourself? That's a good one. Has it ever affected how you view yourself? Yes, I feel like sometimes I beat myself up a lot about things, um, mm -hmm. you know, it can make you be very a little bit insecure, you know what I mean? And the fact that, you know, well, let's start with childhood, like me being bullied and stuff, because I can't really say why I was mm -hmm. because it was so long ago. I don't know if it was something that I did or a friend like, of mine said the exact same thing though, and she hasn't been diagnosed. And I asked her, and I was like, she could like well, I'm not gonna put her name out here. I was like, are you sure you're not diagnosed? Like, we vibe way too much. And then, but um, she was like, I don't even know why I was bullied. And because I was like, well, were you bullied because, you know, you have a quirky style? Um, and she was like, I don't know, girl. I couldn't tell you. They just always wanted to fight me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was like I was interrupting people. And it was, I don't know what I did. Mm -hmm. Like. But maybe it was something with that, that mm -hmm. people just didn't vibe with me. Um, you know, I did have some friends, but like fourth grade was the worst because I had this one kid that really like was leading the charge to bully me with mm -hmm. all of his friends. You know what I mean? And then that same person, we didn't see each other for years. And then he went to my high school and continued it on. And I was like, I don't, this is, this is ridiculous i don't know what i did to you like to, to hate me so much uh but yeah i i think maybe that would have been a little different um i also used to have like one teacher that used to like really uh single me out a lot um mm. she called me like you know i used to she used to always give me detentions because i would forget my belt every day um mm -hmm. for school I forget my belt because uh, yeah. I wore we yeah we wore uh, uniforms and you had to wear a belt. I would forget. Um, okay, that's and then, right. She was very she was very dictator style teaching, and I did not do well with her. Um, she, I I might have I would get in trouble for talking in class and said she would put on my report card that I was a social butterfly, mm -hmm. and I'm like. I don't know. My mom was like, why is she calling you a social butterfly? Why are you interrupting class? I'm like, I'm not trying to. Like, I I just didn't know. Maybe I was disruptive, but I I I didn't know that I had ADHD. And <laughs> part of me was a little irritated for, for with her for that because as an educator, I feel like she, she should uh, 
she she I, should know the signs, but also she should be patient with her students a little bit more, be, yeah. especially because everybody has different. Because I do know there was a kid that did have ADHD in class, and he also used to get in trouble with her a lot. Mm. So he was a horrible teacher. Yeah, she was. I mean, she's still a teacher to this day. I ain't gonna say her names, but I, I, you know, it's people who I'm just like never. Get, I had I had a girl who bullied me. And every time I see her on the internet, I'm like, ha, 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 you still ugly. And I, I could not tell you what I said. Did. I think I just didn't talk to her. And yeah. I just didn't talk to her. And I didn't know her. And she'd be like, oh, she thinks she all that. And I'm going to be like, okay, girl. And I didn't I didn't know. And then one day, somebody screamed out like an explicit word. And I turned around and she punched me in the face. And oh. so, yeah, girl. And that was in 11th grade. And she is still, you know, to this day, I don't, it's not a lot of people that I don't wish well, and I don't wish her like death or anything, but I just like, you know, I have yeah. nothing positive to say, nothing positive to say. So I understand. Right. I have, I, you know, I have that one person too, but I mean, I never really hated the person. I just don't, I never understood why we had issues to begin with, but maybe it was something that I did. Maybe like, cause I do remember there was one girl in high school that said that I, I, that told one of my friends that I was in, I annoyed her because I, I was interrupting her conversation and in, in the middle of something and so maybe that's what it was i would like interrupt stuff like when they're talking about something or i would inter you know i was probably a hyper kid i know that i was a chatty kathy um when i was a kid um that's another symptom that i brought up to my dad when um when i did tell him i'm like dad you told me that we was on the way to west virginia and i talked the whole way there went to sleep woke back up talking <laughs> you know Aww. what i mean Cause I was, I, cause you know, the, the, as little girls were described as being chatty catbies. So mm -hmm. it maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why I was annoying the kids. I never really knew or understood, but then I started getting bullied about it. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I definitely uh, feel like it has affected a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and feel like that. Uh, had I known certain things, life would have, you know, maybe my grades would have been better. My GPA would have been higher in high school. Um, and maybe I would have excelled more. But I definitely do still appreciate my resilience for things that I never gave up. Because I know, um, you know, in my family, we have a lot of people that have dropped out of high school. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like probably that maybe there's a high dropout rate for people with ADHD as well. It could have been, or even, you know, like there used to always be like these statistics, like, oh, these people, people can't read it. Like, yeah, like a lot of people may just be dyslexic, you know, like. Right. People with dyslexia, it takes it takes them way longer to learn to read. And then those can be compounded with your ADHD as well. And if you don't get the proper education or people see that you you may excel in math but you can't read like they're like people won't give you the tools that you need and so people either like flow in and again like it just becomes too much and then they end up dropping out so right and i have one cousin right now you know i'm a little mad at him 
but he you know recently dropped out but i know that he was diagnosed at a young age with it and he had been you know held back um from school and like recently just dropped out and i'm just like just it's just like we're continuing the cycle on he and we need to do something support. he probably yeah. support in school and that's something mm -hmm. else. i think people think well if you're on medication that's it that's not it medication helps no. you uh, uh, to get to like a certain point but if you don't have the structure that you need or you don't have right. you know your routine or whatever um you know so he just probably needs support or to be in a school that will allow him to flourish because i think a lot of the way our education system is set up again it's not it's not set up for for neurotypical black children so let alone neurodiverse. Mm -hmm. so um I would just if just encourage him or encourage his parent to get him into a space where he can or school where he can flourish and maybe that's online school maybe that's getting additional tutors um and the the state because you have a diagnosis the state can also provide a lot of resources um at least in minnesota there's a ton of resources for like um my my two-year-old has asd so there is there which is autism is on autism spectrum disorder um, there's just a lot more resources once you start digging. Um, and I think he probably just is, could be depressed because he wasn't able to excel. Who wants to be held back in school? You know, right? it makes you yeah. feel like stupid and either you're not stupid. You just don't understand the way they're, the way that they're teaching. It's not even the material. It literally is just, uh, they change the way that they're teaching, you know? Exactly. And actually I think he's at the point now where he might be too old to go back um because so now he has to go get his ged but you know it is sad because one one of my other cousins talked to him and asked him you know why he didn't go finish and get his because he was a senior year in his senior year he was mm -hmm. like why didn't you finish and he basically just told my older cousin he didn't think it mattered mm -hmm. so and i you know it could and that could I, just be a cover too you know people don't always right you know how they truly feeling you don't want to say like hey they held me back and i they made me feel stupid like you don't want to be that vulnerable um right you know um right i just wish that the education system fostered like people with adhd more and like tried to give them the tools and made sure that they and and checked into these things more and educated their 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 teachers more on what yeah. to look for yeah. you know what i mean even like I've heard stories because I I am working with like the for my two year old right so he gets all this special therapy and they go into his daycare, but I've heard stories from some of those teachers like his therapists who say like teachers even if a kid has you know the paperwork, they will not follow accommodations, and it's like mm -hmm. because again neurotypical people do not want to do more work. And the, the mess of thing, this is my mentor told me, it was like, as a neurodiverse person, we do so much accommodating for them. We have to tweak mm -hmm. our brains in ways just to like, we work longer hours. We are probably on like, so many people have to take mental health leaves. You know, like we work ourselves to the bone just to do the basics for them. And then you ask them to, you know, Right, like, girl, can you just, you know, write down the notes for me? Or can you, you know, slow down? Or can I record a meeting or whatever? And it's like, mm -hmm. it's the it's issue, you know? So 
um, our society in general needs to be set up better for people with disabilities and uh-huh. people with like it, I've um, been watching some like some of the stuff like when the ADA was first passed. There was a video of a, a girl literally crawling herself because she was, you know, wheelchair bound and she had to like elbows up, crawl up to like the state capitol. And they were like, mm-hmm. or maybe, it was, maybe it was the maybe it was the Supreme Court. And it was like, that was the moment where they really saw like, oh, this is really messed up. But when you can't see the disability, people also don't believe it's real. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's I, I wish your cousin the best, but I, I do think that like it's, I think he can't, he just needs people like you to encourage him uh-huh. and a little bit more and like talk to him like, hey, like, because some people don't have access to therapy or they don't want to talk to a stranger. So it's just going back and doing some of the work and just kind of telling them like, this is what I've learned and this is what I think could help you, you know, but yeah. if that's happening to him or that happened to him. Right. But, you know, it just, that just you know, trickles down to like what what we need to do mm-hmm. in our community to like make more awareness uh mm-hmm. for 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 him and different and people like him, you know? I think and then to me, like having these conversations is super important. You know, um I think it's important for us, obviously women who are in a professional world, but I don't think when I was talking to my mentor yesterday, he was saying like, we don't always have a, a overarching community um, as far as people with disabilities, even though like at my job, at my old job, um, he is like one of the leaders in the disabilities network. But he was saying like, it's not as tight knit as like other affinity networks. And I just, I don't know, like something needs to change about that because we are like people like when I tell you like, you like so many people don't understand what accommodations are. Or what, mm-hmm. and it's like basic things to me. It's basic because I've done the research, right? But you know, I don't know. I just feel like we just need to all be talking more and connecting more. Right. All right. right. I'm gonna ask you one more question. And okay. So actually, there's two more questions. What do you like about your ADHD brain? And how would you describe having ADHD to someone who never heard of it? Okay, what do I like about my ADHD brain? I will say I like my ability to um, hyper-focus on things. Um, I feel like I'm very, I also feel like I'm very self-aware and um, optimistic about things. Um, I've just learned to be very, um, I've learned not to be so hard on myself about things um, as much as other people. Um, because, you know, I know that my brain, I know that it just works differently. And I mean, yes, there are some things that, you know, you know, you need to be on your P's and Q's about, but, you know, I have given myself the permission to, um, no, I've given myself permission to, uh, to give myself grace basically, um, about things. Um, but I um I also like I feel like we're more creative. Um I I like being able to be more creative. Um I don't know. I'm trying to think of what to say, but oh, okay. um, I definitely 
I definitely like my ADHD brain more now that I know that it's, I have ADHD. So. And then the last question is, how would you describe having ADHD to someone who never heard of it? Um, so it basically is like your mind just uh, has the tendency to wander a little bit, um, you know, and you j- you may be a daydreamer a little bit, but you also um, are do have the ability to hyper focus on things that stimulate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you may be very energetic at times, or you may uh, be very um, seem very disengaged at times, mm-hmm. um, but. It's just that our brain just works a little differently because there's so much going on inside of it mm-hmm. as far as like different, many different thoughts that it's easily, to, it's easy to get distracted. For joining um, and being a part of the ADHD Unmasked, I'm assuming maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's just a streaming. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I made it up, but this is, this was awesome. And thank you so much for just being a part of it. It was really great. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for talking with me. Yeah, of course. You have a good one. Good rest of your day. You too. Bye. All right. We want to thank our guests again for volunteering their time and being a part of this amazing work and coming and unmasking uh, for a little bit with us. Um, You can find us at ADHD Unmasked on LinkedIn. Uh, for now, and then we soon will be adding um, more, more social media. So look out for that. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.